You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Vegas to Miami, from Bob's Bar to your local bar, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. And we're coming to you from the CBS Sports Radio studios here. It is the D.A. show on a Game 7 reaction Tuesday. There you go. Damn, I did it already. I blew it already. It's a trash Tuesday, not a Monday. It feels like a Monday off of the extended Memorial Day weekend. And bogey with me, Mraz here, of course, DA. Now, AJ home from the hospital. DA will be out today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and return next Tuesday, a week from today, uh, as he learns to be a dad. And judging by early texts that Bogus and I have both exchanged with DA throughout the weekend... (laughs) Boy, is he swimming upstream. I think he went, actually, he went back into the hospital. (laughs) Exactly. For safety. The most prepared man I've ever seen as far as, like, work goes and stridge and everything. It was very nice to have already gone through the idea of having a a newborn at home and basically have my feet up on a gravity chair so we could exchange a text with DA going, oh, man, my boy is cooked. Yeah. He is cooked. And like I said to you coming on the air, it's like a Seinfeld skit. Yeah. He's like, he's always here. He always wants something. It's like he's just, yeah, they're needy. Yeah. And it never goes away. It just changes the... Just changes the needs. So if you're looking for an update on DA, you know, I'll update you throughout the show, but let me just say this. I was told this via text from DA. The overnight years of the DA show have prepared me. I've taken the overnight shift. So DA is doing all the up all nights, and he said he's basically binged a bunch of movies, by the way. Uh Uh-oh. This is now the new bit that he may come back with, which is, you know, DA, critics with DA, he's catching up on stuff. He watched both Air and You People, apparently, during overnight feedings. What's You People? Oh, You People was great. It was with uh, Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It was the Netflix movie. Okay. Oh, it was phenomenal. I actually left my ass. It was one of the funniest movies I've seen in the last couple of years. But he's watched that. So we'll get DA back. But, you know, just know he's going through it. He's going through it right now. He's going through it. Yeah, he seems to be a happy... A happy mess. Yeah, and Pete the body as well seems very happy. He's the same Pete. I mean, we got yeah. the you you couldn't. We got the same normal cranky, angry, critical texts over a weekend. Yeah, 
that we would have gotten from Pete, new baby or not. So he seems to be fine. Yeah, I, I don't. You couldn't even tell Pete had a baby, basically, the way mm-hmm. he's acting, which is probably good. He's probably bed, uh, made for it. But we will do full game seven here at Mraz CBS at Andrew Bogish. If you're listening, go, where's my stream? Where's my stream? We are uh, streaming audio only today. All of our great radio affiliates free on the Odyssey app, Sirius XM 158. No visuals as Andrew Kaplan off with his baby. It's baby, 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 baby. Not a new baby as far as we know. No, eight months old, I think. So we'll have all that. Patty Boyle with us, EJ Stewart with us, Greg Cassert on your updates. Canadian Bacon comes up later on. But let's get right into it, man. We're here to fully digest. If you're tuning in, waking up this morning, uh, we thought we might be in for an epic one. And it kind of fell flat in Boston. The Celtics do not pull off the improbable three games to none comeback. Instead, the heat is on. The heat is on. Dun, 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 dun. I think I just sang that wrong. But either way. Close enough. On My, to what, though, is the question. Miami is heading to the NBA Finals. So the question has to be asked, how could Boston fail that miserably last night? It's where we begin. It's your cold open. Jimmy with the rock. 36 seconds to go in the third. Goes baseline. Kicks it out to Martin. Martin sidestep for three. Splash! Everybody's all upset. They think Jimmy stepped on the baseline. Only three people get to decide if he did. I think that everybody sees what he's doing in the games. But the real work is done when he's in the gym by himself with his trainer. All the countless amounts of reps to prepare him for this moment. He doesn't shy away from it. Down to 10 on the shot clock. 3.30 to go in the game. Finds Jimmy on the cut. The throwdown. He has 20. 28. His 12th make in 28 tries. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Heat up 20. What happened last year, you know, obviously was on our mind, and it, and it drove us this year. And that's what you always hope from, for competition, that uh, it can drive you to a higher level. Uh, and I think that's what you saw in this series this year, uh, to be able to have to overcome a, a lot of stuff. As the Eastern Conference Championship belongs to the Heat. 103-84 the final. For the seventh time. In the 35 years of Miami Heat basketball, your Miami Heat will battle for the NBA's title. You remember that type of stuff as a competitor and as an organization. And, you know, we just wanted to compete and come out and give our best effort and and leave no regrets. And I think that's when we have that type of, you know, energy, I think, you know, things go our way. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right. Obviously, Miami Heat Radio. Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, and Caleb Martin, who somehow did not win Eastern Conference Finals MVP, despite the fact that Reggie Miller told us whole night that he was going to win it and then didn't vote for him himself, which is just unbelievable. The Heat win 103-84 last night, and Bogus and Boyle, are my witnesses here? Not to pat myself on the back. Earlier in the day, I said, I'm pretty sure the Heat are going to win this game anyway. I sent a text to both of you guys. I felt really good about it. I bet on it. And I kept coming back to this, Bogues. I, like, the, first of all, the moment anytime so everybody in the world thinks a team is going to win, it's usually not a good sign that that team is going to win. And for two days after Saturday night's loss, anybody I talked to, how could the Heat recover from that? How could the Heat recover from that? Well, not factoring in the fact 
Boston just used all of its energy. And, I mean, this is why teams were 150-0 from coming back three games to none. Right. To go through everything game by game. That's emotionally exhausting. And have that incredible buzzer beater on Saturday night. I questioned how much Boston would have left in the tank. And then throw in that you might have a little side of arrogance heading into the game. We're at home. We could do no wrong. And basically, they start off pretty hot from the first five minutes. But... Jason Tatum on that very first play hurts his ankle. And from that point forward, it was so obvious. He, had, he hadn't come out in the first quarter all series long. He comes out in the first quarter. He's doing the limp thing. Look, is that an excuse? I guess partially. Is it an excuse as to why this is essentially a 20-point game? Well, let's not kid ourselves in the three losses. Jason Tatum was a non-factor early on. Jason Tatum has not proven enough as a reliable NBA star to just let you know that his injury completely cost the Celtics. Jalen Brown, by the way, you want to talk about the most empty 19 points you will see in a game. He was awful at times. Marcus Smart, and I only know this because I had a parlay cooking, <laughs> had two rebounds in basically the first five minutes of the game. Didn't have a board the rest of the night. Top to bottom, this is a complete failure by the Boston Celtics. I am not going to solely pin this on the Tatum injury. I'll acknowledge it's a fact. But honestly... I think that you're seeing now why it's happened multiple times in hockey because you have all these rounds, deflections, and everything that are coming back from 3-0 down. It's only happened once in baseball, not easy to do. Basketball, when you consider the smallest rosters of any of the four major sports, you know, the emotions that go into it, the swings back and forth, I'm not sure we will ever see a team accomplish this feat, pulling it off, coming back from 3-0 down. And I think you just saw how emotionally exhausting it could be in that attempt. I mean, as we saw, as we said, after they won game four to stay alive, they were set up as well as anybody could be to pull this off because they were, in theory on paper, the better team. They would have had game seven at home. That next game was at home to keep the momentum going in game five. And they got to game seven last night. And yeah, you did say that you thought the Heat were going to win. I thought the Celtics were going to win. I thought it was on the table for it to be a one-sided game because I thought going back home for game seven was going to be, was the last, was the icing on the cake for the Celtics. That whatever fatigue they had, whatever drain there was, Going back home in that building, which was on fire for Game 5, would have been good enough. And the the start was fine. Even yeah. with Tatum hurting himself immediately, it was quickly, what, 14-4, 14-6? It flipped and, with and then six it, minutes left in the first quarter. And then that was it. Yeah. And then that was it. And credit to the Heat for even showing up for the game. And then every single time Boston tried to get back in it. They could get to nine. They could get to eight. Maybe it was close to seven or six. And then right away, the Heat rebuilt the lead again. And it was almost always a Caleb Martin bucket, by right. the way, that ended those 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 runs. Or at a, however many threes Butler hit, three or four of them, every single yeah. one of them was important. There were no throwaway threes. They all had a point in pushing the lead back to where it needed to be. It was a clinical effort from the best coach in the NBA and one of the best clutch players in the NBA and then whatever you want to call Caleb Martin, because he was spectacular last night and had a tremendous series, and he absolutely absolutely should have been the series MVP. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. By the way, uh, so I think it was, what, four votes to three or five votes to four, whatever. Five votes to four, uh, as EJ alludes to. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler wins Easter Conference Finals MVP, which is fine. But the irony is 
Reggie Miller spent basically the entire second half talking about how Caleb Martin should be the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, <laughs> and then we see Reggie Miller's ballot revealed, and he voted for Jimmy Butler, <laughs> which is unbelievable. And Jimmy Butler finishes with 28 last night, Bogues. And it, by the way, 855-212-4227. He finishes with 28 points in that third quarter. To think of the night Jimmy Butler could have had, him and Bam Adebayo went through a stretch in the fourth quarter. And this is where the Celtics, I thought, really lost the game. You know, Tatum injuries be damned because Tatum drilled a three during the midst of this. Jimmy Butler had some of the ugliest misses for like three or four possessions. We were like, damn, even like a layup underneath the glass. Then you had the play where Bam Adebayo doesn't even have any concept of the shot clock running out. Tries to feed it to Jimmy Butler underneath the basket. No time left. Uh, on the shot clock, and it was like Bam and Butler, Bam were so, but they were atrocious for Poets in the third quarter. Jimmy Butler turns it back on, and the fourth quarter, man, you talk about a long goodbye. It's mm. the fourth quarter starts, and like, all right, the Celtics could be into this, and it was like in a blink of two, three minutes, you're like, wow, the game's over. It, it just became Jalen Brown, clank, clank, clank. It was over, man, and we'll get into this throughout the show. We're going to you know hit on this multiple times, the future of the Celtics, you know, after the game, the TNT crew, as uh, I couldn't really sleep right away, talking about, you know, maybe the future of Missoula. I mean, I think the future of Jalen Brown is very much in question here. I think he's, it's likely he's gotten dealt, but boy, do you feel good about that if you're a team acquiring him? Yeah, I think he kind of showed he wasn't a one. But again, when Butler and Bam are not playing that great in the third quarter like that, and it's just Caleb Martin every time he got the ball in his hands, you know, a sprinkle of Gabe Vincent here or there, it was... How could the Celtics just not respond? Like, that was the time for the Celtics to take advantage. And I, I think it was Van Gundy and Miller both at the same time saying it felt like a 90s game in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, you know, defense, missed shots, ugly possessions, earning every trip up. For all the credit we're going to give the Heat for that effort last night, they did open the door at times for a Celtic rally. And then they're like, oh, my bad. And they closed it again. Yeah. Um, Bam was at times terrible last night. And they yeah. were on four games of him being basically terrible that one sequence where he had the ball and Derek White on his hip. Yeah. And he went up soft, like falling away. Like he's just obviously needs to get straightened out before game one Thursday in Denver. But yeah, there were absolutely chances in this game last night for Boston to get all the way back in. Derek White was trying so hard. Yeah. Tatum couldn't help him. And Jalen Brown no, basically no-showed. You, you said it perfectly. 19 hollow points, yeah. eight turnovers, Terrible decisions. That game was begging to be the Jalen Brown game, not the Caleb Martin game, and Jalen just couldn't yeah. do it. And, and that's probably all you need to know if you're a Celtic fan about Jalen Brown, too. Your star player gets hurt in the first possession, and Jalen Brown could do nothing to carry it, and Derek White did so much more. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of fun on this show, me, me versus you and DA on the Celtic legacy and Brad Stevens and whatnot, and I think the conversations that you guys were having then that were too early are now conversations to have here in yeah. this spot that they changed head coaches. Brad Stevens brought in new pieces around yeah. these two lead guys. Tatum's, he's still a baby, and I know he's inconsistent. We also saw him score, have six ridiculous quarters yep. to close out the Sixers in the last round. And I'll give his ankle more credit for last night than than you will because I, I just wonder if he's able to be Jason Tatum is he the one that stops the Heat initial push and the game never gets any real distance between it? We'll never know. Maybe Miami still wins even if Tatum goes off. But it wasn't going to be Jalen Brown last night. It was a lot to ask of Derek White. Maybe it's Tatum's ability to be an elite player 
that changes the early flow in that game if he's fully healthy. Um, but there's no, there's nothing to change with Tatum. But you've got to change the overall. You know, they they fixed the the middle and the bottom of the roster. Now they need to fix the top and really consider a Jalen Brown trade. No doubt about it, and I think they will. And just also on that broadcast last night, again, I I think the Heat would have won anyway. But I thought Van Gundy calmed down late when he points out Tyler Hero, who by the way looks like you know, basically a six-year-old sitting on the bench with a bucket cap last night. When he uttered the words, you know, Heat fans don't want to hear about this Tatum injury tonight. Remember, they've done this whole thing about Tyler Hero. I understand he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. The comparison would be if Jimmy Butler had come out of the right. game. Like, that's the star players. And then Rebel Reggie Miller that goes, and don't forget, they're without Victor Oladipo. I mean, I think America forgot Victor Oladipo was on the Heat. Calm down. Yeah. Not the same thing as Jason Tatum getting hurt in this game. I mean, relax. Relax a little bit. You can mention those names as you try to understand how Miami's doing this because they shouldn't be able to do it f- fully stocked. Yes. And you take those two guys off the table. I mean, we had, you and I had I this conversation. I get that point, right. But we, we sat here in round one talking about how significant Hero was as opposed to Giannis being out for the Bucks, because yeah. I didn't see how Miami could score enough right. without Hero supporting Butler to even beat Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. And they won that one easily, and they're in the damn finals again. It's unbelievable. And if you want to chime in on this, 855-212-4227. The number again is 855-212-4CBS. And why the heck not? Let's get the day started with David in Columbia, Montana. David, what's up? You're that's, on. That's Missouri, sweetheart. M.O. <laughs> all right, Columbia. what's up, David? Hey, I just want to get your all's take about that. First of all, I really enjoy your show, but I want to get your take on, uh, you know, the Nuggets are going to have nine days off. But Miami's got two days off. I know they keep statistics on everything in these days. Is there any real stats or your all's thoughts about who has the advantage in terms of rest versus no rest? Well, David... First of all, thanks for the call. I will tell you that this was going to be part of my research because we're going to have to stretch this out the next couple of days about the teams versus mm-hmm. rest or no rest. Because you see, one of these Warrior teams had like nine days off, and I'm pretty sure won the finals as well. Yeah. Um, I will just say straight up, rest or no rest, Denver Nuggets fans had to be sitting there, besides Miami Heat fans, as the happiest people last night. Because, let's just be real, first of all, look at the way Bam Adebayo is playing right now. I mean, I, I think I love Jokic no matter what, but, I, I mean, is there going to be any contest to what he could do in the paint? And number two, the Nuggets are the pitch, the flat-out better team. Now, I will not discount Miami because now they've beaten the Bucks, they've beaten the Celtics, but I, I got to think that the Nuggets are licking their chops at this matchup. Do you remember the conversations that were happening when Miami got up 3-0? People were wondering if they should go right to Denver after sweeping Game right. 4 to get there, get acclimated to the higher elevation, get their lungs and their and their you know and their their whatever in check to be able to play game one. That's all off the table here. I think the the history of rest versus non rest really only applies to game one, where yeah. you might be rusty in game one. I don't think it leads to series success, but it might be good news for Miami to keep rolling, to keep playing where Denver might be rusty and whatever. Maybe they can steal game one and get ahead in the series. But it's asking a lot to go to Denver and get quickly acclimated and play a better team. And by the way, they're going to have almost 72 hours between tips. And they're there now. Yeah, and that was, how about yesterday? When that got tweeted out, can you believe the Heat have a flight to Denver booked after? (laughs) Yeah, I can. Yeah. 
Because what are they going to do? The what are they going to do? Sit around at uh, you know uh, Logan Airport tomorrow night, hoping to, uh, tonight or this morning, hoping to get their charter out? Right, and like the that's I- what traveling secretaries do for teams. They book their trips. They plan. Well, it's also they're not flying Delta. They're on a plane that they can just tell to go wherever yeah. they wanted to go. They could have flown to Cancun last you night. You just need to pre like plan and book a route for right. uh, you know what do you call them the, the flight people? The FAA. The FAA. But that takes two seconds. Right. Newsflash. They also had a flight booked home to Miami. Right. They had a that plane was that was theirs going yeah. wherever they wanted to go. The thing was, and of course any coach would have done it, Spolstra told them to pack for a week in Denver because they're not they they wanted to go there. Right. That was the part of the motivation to recover and be ready for game seven. That was such a non story. And people were like, Can you believe they do this? How could they put themselves in risk of jinxing it? No, I mean exactly. Like me with the broom. Like me with the broom. Exactly. Always back to you. All right. Well, Speaking of back to me, I'm going to toss the break here. When we come back, the best audio of the day, including hot take hickey from the NCAA lacrosse Final Four. Because, of course, it's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right. By the way, before we get going to Soundcheck, I love the two guys working on the show today. EJ and Boyle <clears throat> on my top five list for sure out of five people. As a duo or individually? As a duo. You want to talk about hard hat guys. Boyle here yesterday for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if EJ worked yesterday on Memorial Day, but he did. He's putting his thumbs up. Of course he did. he did. But I just saw Pat Boyle deliver a drink to EJ. Like, like we're at, like, a party. Hey, can I get you something from the bar? He delivers him a glass of water. I mean, what kind of producing is that? I would never hand Bellotti a glass of water. It's Ever. Al- it's almost like Boyle's the locker room leader that you say you are. Ooh. That's fine. He could tell. I mean, this locker room's a disaster. He wants to lead it. He can. <laughs> <laughs> no skin off my back. That was cool. That was nice of you. I noticed. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I always ask. I figured I'm going to get it. Why not just grab a cup of water? Now, I did spill some of the water on the way back from the newsroom. And our good pal, your good pal, Boomer Esiason's right down the hall at WFAN. So I had to go back and clean that up. Last thing I need is Boomer breaking his hip trying to walk to the bathroom. And then wow. that's on my hands. Is that an old man joke? Wow. No. 
I mean, if I fell, I'd probably break my hip. Not for nothing. That's how CBS gets Matt Ryan in. They might have rooted for it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) They figure one old quarterback will get hurt soon. Thanks, Boyle. All right. Let's start it off with Michael Soroka, the Braves pitcher. I'm pitching for the first time since suffering two separate tears of his Achilles. That would be in the heel in 2020. Talking about all the people that believed in him. The people that believed in me always said I was going to be going to be back here for the people that believed in me, not the ones that said I couldn't. So, um, you know, those people are my dad, uh, training staff uh, here and uh, a group I work with in Arizona and a lot of people that have helped me along the way. Um, you know, there's been some people in my corner for a long, long time that have stuck by me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a day for them, too. So, um, yeah, those were those were the people that kept me going and kept me to this day right here. I give Soroka a lot of credit. Now, he's fortunate in, uh, look, it's not easy to pitch because you need your legs, but if this was basketball or football or, dare I say, hockey, where it's constantly like a speed game, my guess is there would be some serious, even bigger questions about Soroka coming back. But either way, man, if I pop my Achilles once, I'm not even going to exercise again. Yeah. So I can't imagine coming back from two to play sports again. The first time he did it, he was just covering first base against the Mets. And then the second time, I think he was walking into spring training and it popped again on him. Oh. And um, this is a great story, except if you're like a petty, like me, Mets or Phillies fan. The last thing the Braves need is to get back to full health with their pitch. There you yeah. go. Like that... Spencer Strider is enough. Now Soroka's back, and Max Fried will be back soon. Yeah. And Acuna's hitting 7,000, and Middleton has 30 home runs. They're a good team. They don't need any more good news. Now, I don't know if you guys have like a worst fear injury-wise. I'm sure we've all had injuries. You played sports for a long time, Boyle. Um, I've had a concussion. I've had torn ligaments in my ankle. Each of my ankles, mm-hmm. I've had those a problems. Splinter, a bad splinter, which the cut is still killing <laughs> me on. That was a bad dermatologist appointment. Um, I don't know. I've had a broken wrist. Never had any kind of broken bone in my leg, but ligaments in my ankle. The Achilles. I know that's the old saying. It's your Achilles heel. That's my worst fear injury. The popping of the Achilles. I think I'd rather tear an. A- I know people have torn ACLs and meniscuses. The Achilles, though, to me, is my fear. You don't want that little one-legged scooter thing? No. No. I think hmm. I'd rather two broken hands at the same time where no, somebody's got to help that. me out than have a torn, a popped Achilles. Stop. My, my, not being able to use your hand for five, six months? Yeah. Either hand? What are you, nuts? By the way, this also excludes a clue that I don't want to be blind. With all due respect. Yeah, no, we're talking about like, like... limb injuries, yeah. Yes. I, Achilles for me. You my, Hand for you, Boyle? No. What do you mean? Like a worst injury? Worst like, injury. Your worst fear about getting. Forget what you've had in the past for a second. You're how old are you? 28. So you're 28. You're a 28-year-old man. From here until you die, what is the one injury, if you had to pick one, you do not want to experience, either again or going forward? I mean, I, I certainly don't need anything happening to the Brajol. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's Pat Boyle. Well, Sorry you, we you, asked. You said worst injury as a 28-year-old guy. What do you think? All right. He's got I mean, seed to spread. He's I'm, I protect mean, the business. Fair was the question I asked. Yeah. I think that's uh, not the spirit of the question, but I'll take it. I'd say probably broken leg. Broken leg. Or over a toy. Okay. EJ, what do you got? Well, my dad tore his Achilles twice, so I've Ooh. seen that recovery. Brutal? Brutal. Oof. I mean, he was a guy who played basketball. We both played basketball, like, and he played basketball all, you know, up until his mid to late 30s, and that was it. Like, he tore it once, and he tried to go out again, and, and he tore it again, and he never played basketball again. If you don't and mind me like, asking, how old is he now? 
He's 56. He just and turned he, 56. Does he even, like, well, exercise he, at he, all? He anymore? does now, and, like, he's gotten – he's done great at, about getting more active, but it took him a long time. Probably and, in the back of your head, like, right. you're afraid of even pivoting. That's what I'm talking about. That would always bother me the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, it scares me. And I, I've had dislocated shoulders three or four times. I have a torn <laughs> labrum. So, like, I, that is a rough injury, too. I still would prefer to do yeah. that again to do the Achilles. Need your legs, man. Need your legs. What do you got, Paul? Well, I just suffered an injury hearing that EJ's dad's only 10 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you call Jake that. Jake Bogus should be running the board in 10 years. <laughs> whatever you call that, I just suffered. Uh, I'm afraid of back injuries because everybody has a back injury. They never go away. Mm-hmm. And they, like, ruin your life, and they just, like, pop up. It comes back whenever it wants to. So stay away from my back. Caserta, you got a worst-case injury? I've had fractured ribs, and they suck. So I'm afraid of repeating that. But the one that I would not want to have is the clavicle Ooh. right up here. Like, I yeah. think Romo did that. Like, he got sacked yes. once and fractured his clavicle. Michael that. Boley. That was my Facebook picture for a long time. Him laying there. <laughs> yeah. And yes. that, that one really creeps me out. All right. <laughs> Jeez. We're still doing sound check, by the yeah. way. Uh, up next is Nuggets head coach Michael Malone talking about how Nikola Jokic receives ridiculous criticism that he isn't vocal enough. I think that makes for a great story, um, but I don't know if it's entirely accurate. I think he's, throughout the year, not just the playoffs, he's picked his spots in terms of um, when to be vocal, when to challenge his teammates. You know, and the, you know the, the game three was just, hey, hey, here's something we can do offensively, which is great, but I think it's even more important when we're playing at Houston and he calls the guys together before the game starts in warm-up lines because he doesn't like how we're warming up. Um, so when he's holding others accountable and he's being a leader in that way, I think that's what really matters. Hmm. Okay. I mean, all right. I mean, Great. I hate to have a no comment here, but like, I didn't even know this was a criticism. <laughs> Yo, <bitches. laughs> well, I just, I feel like we're, we're picking at, people are picking at straws now, finding anything to try to criticize Jokic. But oh, how he, would, he doesn't yell enough. But how would anybody not in that locker room have that criticism? How do you know? Not you saying in general, I'm saying, but anybody who would criticize Jokic for that. Uh, I guess media. Just but how would the media games, know? They're not in, well, because they don't see him chirping enough down the court. Yeah. Or screaming at teammates. But I, they've literally been the best team in the West, if not the NBA, nonstop all year. There's been no downturn to be like, where's the yeah. leadership from Jokic? I was going to ask, when is this little engine that could story going to stop with this team? Like, hey, we're the underdogs. It's us against the world. Like, enough. You swept the Lakers. You're heavily favored in the finals. This isn't a feel-good story anymore. Wow. You're there Jeez, and Christ. enjoy it. Yeah, it has to stop here because the Heat have the better yeah. little engine story. So now they're the big bad nuggets. There Now, let's, Greg, to it, be fair. To be to be fair, the beginning of the playoffs, man, the Nuggets were the number one seed in the West, and everybody was looking for a reason not to pick them to go to the finals, which is usually everybody goes yeah, to the one seed. Yeah, three rounds ago. All right, well, and then they was, swept the Lakers. But I don't think I don't. Are they playing the little engine that could now? I think that when they you game hear, versus whoever they just would they just beat. I already forgot the Lakers. Again, it's like playing victim, like talking about Jokic right. in this way, and it's it, it's tiring now. Like you, you guys yeah. should take care of business. This should not be a six, seven game series. Like, just go and play and win. More on that later. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Now, to close out sound check, everywhere Ryan Hickey is, Hot Take Hickey, host of the Ryan Hickey Show, overnights on the weekends on CBS Sports Radio, the former pork store hours, and producer of the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We saw him at the Rose Bowl for Penn State football. Apparently, he's just a traveling Nittany Lion. He went to the lacrosse Final Four. And he's claiming robbery. All right, we're out here, Final Four. 
All you ask for when you're at this point in the season is a fair game. Have the players decide the game on the field. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, whether it's brand name, whether it's a check that was written, the referees decided, eh, Duke needs a little help, we're gonna give him some help, and blatantly ignore an obvious crease call that changed, that, that ended the game. For whatever reason, I guess now there, there's a rule that I missed must have in college across where Duke is allowed to break the rules, but no one else can. Duke is allowed to run in the crease, no one else can. So it's sad, it really is, because look, it impacts me, a Penn State fan, but who am I? I'm just a one, one fan, you got thousands of us here. But you know what you really hurt? NCAA and referees, hurt the players. The kids out there working hard, putting in the practice 365, sweating at 6 a.m. practices in the middle of January, not wanting to be there. They work for those moments to be here. And the referees robbed them of what the moment Penn State deserved. I'm sorry. That, that is no other way to say it. So, first of all, the EDM music blaring. I'm assuming that the, this was the first game was Penn State-Duke before whoever yeah. Notre Dame beat. Yes. He was down at Lincoln Financial Field in yeah. Philly. So he gets in the car and goes what down What a parking there. lot scene. <laughs> Man. Oh, that was in the building. That was still in the building? Yes, he was in the stand shooting that video with a dumb bucket hat That's on. That's your in-between game music at the yeah. link? Now, I'll give Hickey this. Good fan. Good alumni yeah, going good to the alum. game. Uh, yeah, they. by the way, for those wondering, Penn State lost to Duke in overtime. In the game-winning oh. goal was definitely controversial. So it was con- and, and there was Hickey to tell you. Now, he's just no big deal. He's one little fan there heading out. But it's about the kids. Like I say, the kids driving around in Tulsa yeah. or whatever. That was, that was Hickey's spot. Okay, so you heard how Hickey said it. Yeah. You say it the exact same way. You still Are you proud of yourself for caring about the kids? I'm actually proud of Hickey there, yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Really? Is there, is there any more bigger group of loser alumni like from a school that like rah, rah, like I'm from this school than Penn State? I mean, I mean we're all everyone's a loser when their team Time loses. Out. No one loses well. Boyle, I love this point. I've been trying to workshop topic ideas as we run dry for NBA games. Lower the music here for a second, Jim. You're so right about something. Is there a bigger loser, you know, alumni group? And it dawned on me, definitely Syracuse people. Yes. Because we work <laughs> with them. But also, it hit me last night. I'm watching when the Celtics make one of their runs down to nine or eight, and you see the green leprechaun stuff and the, the shamrocks painted on the face, and you see like the drunk Celtic fans going nuts. I sat there last night and I said, is there a more annoying group of fans than this, than the Boston fans? And I'm really self-aware, and it was within 30 <laughs> seconds I said, wait, I am this. Yeah. This is me when people get aggravated when the Giants finally get rolling or the Rangers get rolling. Mm-hmm. I'm the same exact person as this, and I hate them when it's not my team. So when you say that, you're right, Boyle. You're right in that, boy, these Penn State people. And, boy, you know, they were annoying for other reasons a few years ago. But I think we're all annoying. And I think when it's not us and we stare at people being annoying, we don't have enough self-acknowledgement that when it's wrong. Boyle. Guess what? When the Knicks were rolling, you were really annoying. <laughs> like really annoying. When you're when you're freaking looking at your phone, dogs, he's a dog, he's a dog. <laughs> Guess what? Celtic fans look at it and go, boy, these Knicks fans are annoying. 
We're annoying people. Being a sports fan is really annoying. And when you think another fan base is annoying or you another fan is annoying, guess what? You're also annoying. And that goes for most of the listeners out here. That Rangers march to the conference finals, yeah. we were annoying, annoying and unbearable. Annoying. Yeah, but there's one thing when if if a team, your team is doing well and you're, you know, you're pumping your chest and you're supporting your team, there's another thing to be annoying constantly, even when you're a loser <laughs> football it. team and a loser. Be- well, they Let did well this year. Penn State. It's full of loser sports, and yet we are as if like they started that chant. There's like Bro, 20 I, other schools. That you've never seen the Knicks win a title in your life. You're screaming in your backyard, drinking beers. Exa- talking. I'm excited. They're good for the first well, time. The ever. Hickey's excited too. Clearly, he went to Philly. I EJ agrees with me. He's laughing. He knows. I mean, look. First of all, my mom went to Penn State, so I can't say anything bad about Penn State. Yes, she can. You can. No, You're just I, choosing not. No, she, I, I can't. Is I she can't. listening right now? She could be. I don't know. She's nah, this is a safe space. She's early. She's early. Let her sorry, her. sorry to your mom. My dad went to my dad went to the same college Bilotti teaches, and I bash it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bilotti's made it better though. He's yeah. raised the <laughs> short level of the university. I, I do feel yes. like I do feel like when you talk about like the Nick fans, for example, like I think some of that is New York. Like, I think I kind of hear where Boyle's coming from, where there are some fan bases yeah. where it's like, I don't associate, like, whatever people think of Penn State that I'm not saying, Mom. I don't associate that with Pennsylvania or Philly or Happy Valley, for example. But, so I think when people say, why am I, why they're annoying, it's just that school. With well, the Knicks, it's like, well, those are New Yorkers. Yankee fans are like that. I guess. Mets fans are like that. But alumni, I think, in general are annoying. Yeah. We, we can expand upon this more after Cassert is... Concerned himself. Maybe there's something there. Something there to mold. I mean, God forbid Ford ever gets good at basketball. Look exactly. out. They're going to hate me. Exactly. You guys were good. You're good this year. Yeah, but like really good. Like imagine Mimi at the Final Four. Well, that's never happened. And somebody gets screwed by a bad call. <laughs> You'll never find me more so, up to be annoying about my school because A, they play Division Three. B, mm. the moment you start sending me uh, letters and calling me for donations, I'm out rooting for you. I root against me. <laughs> 855-212-4227. What do we got, Caserta? So I just had one thing about yeah. Hickey that I was curious about. Had he been drinking heavily? Because early I on... Mean, I mean, sa- I don't think he went to Philly with water, man. Well, but I'm saying early on, he sounded like he did, like he was halfway to where he was at the Rose Bowl, and then he kind of got it better at the end. Yeah, it sounds uh, like he learned his lesson. The Rose yeah. Bowl became unintelligible. That was the whole way through was fine. Or... There's a once-in-a-lifetime experience of going from New York to Pasadena to watch a team play in the Rose Bowl, and there's driving down to Philly to watch the lacrosse Final Four. I just think the the moment didn't yeah. meet where he was for football. Because he does, like, the drunk guy thing where, like, you must your words together, and then, like, but it wasn't like that at the end, so that's why it, I wasn't sure. It's a different buzz. Of the I think sobriety, yeah. Rose Bowl drunkness is different than lacrosse Final Four drunk. He's big into peanut butter now, too. That's his yeah. guilty pleasure. Mm. He's becoming... Uh, He's becoming a bit much. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Maybe that's the poll question today. Has Ryan Hickey become a bit much? <laughs> and make sure you tag him in that. That'll be our poll in our advanced analytics later on. All right, boys. We're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. You started the show with the cold open, or was it the hot open with all that heat sound from Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, and Caleb Martin? Which brings us to good tweet, bad tweet. Boston Celtics title since robbing the Nets in the Pearson-Garnett trade, zero. Good tweet. Good tweet. Bad tweet. EJ? I already already know who it is. I don't think I can comment. Bad tweet. Boyle? I know who it is, but I think it was a good tweet. So that's three to two. 
Yeah. All right. That was good. I mean, it's also a factual tweet, so it I don't is. know how it could be a bad tweet. No, that's why I'm in support of you this time. You're already Thank getting defensive. Oh, it was me? Uh. Oh, you so, know it was you. Oh, gosh. So the drought continues you, for another tweet. year with last night's clunker at TD Garden. The Heat avoided the embarrassment and shame of blowing that 3-0 lead with a relatively easy 103-84 win that gets them back into the finals for the second time in the last four years. Still have to get through the favorite Nuggets, but Miami is now four wins away from its first title in 10 years when LeBron, part of that big three, started this wonderful trend of super teams. The Celtics, led by Jason Tatum, had a built-in excuse after he sprained his ankle a minute into the game. You know, I came down, you know, on my ankle. And it's tough because it, you know, kind of impacted me. Rest of the night uh, swelled up, and it was just frustrating that I was kind of like a shell of myself. Cheer up, Buttercup. 14 points, 11 <laughs> rebounds, 42 <laughs> minutes for Tatum. Derek White had 18. Jalen Brown led the way with 19. Brown just 8 of 23 from the floor, 1 for 9 from 3. Now there's some uncertainty about his future because he becomes an unrestricted free agent. I expected to win today um, and move on, and... That's what my focus was on. That's what my focus has been on. Uh, we fell. I fell. And it's hard to think about anything else right now. And that's what we got for this first update. Thank you, Greg. Real quickly, Laura Kime follows me on Twitter just to tweet me this. Boyle is 100% right. Penn State alumni are the absolute worst ever, hands down, barfing emoji. So there you have it. <laughs> Laura Kime, not happy. All right, when we come back, can DeAndre Hopkins put a new team over the top? It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm not hurting anybody. You're doing something. I'm hurting somebody? You're doing something malicious. Malicious? A hundred percent. It's a word game that takes 30 seconds. DA on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> if I may. <laughs> and the, you may. The PS to that story is my defense to Sean's in. Like being furious with Wordle was let it die out. It'll go away. It's kind of gone away. People are still playing, but no one's as obnoxious as they used to be. Guess who's still playing Wordle? Not me, Shawnee Boy. So what does that mean? I, and again, and I'm still playing it. it. I am still playing it because it's a good brain buster. It gets my brain going for mm. the day. You should learn your states next. Yeah, it gets my brain going. <laughs> Columbia, Montana. Well, to be fair, I still don't know. What is Montana's abbreviation M what? MT, I believe. It is. Mm. Okay. I mean, for the record, I don't even think there's an O in Missouri, and that's M-O. There is. Yep. M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I. Okay. So why wouldn't that be M-I or M-S? Because M Mississippi. Yeah, M-S is Mississippi. No, M-S is Mississippi. Excuse me. M-I is Michigan. M-I-S-S. M.A. is Massachusetts. So O is the next one we get to that's not used. Well, yep. why, did why did Missouri get last pick? That, I, I don't know how they did that draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. M.E. is Maine. Yeah. Huh. Oh, all right. So you M.N. Minnesota. It's too many M states. A lot of A's, too. The A's one throw me off. A? Is there a state that starts with an A? There's go, home. There's Bunch than, of go home. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think of one. Um... Jeez, what is a state that's Alaska? Yeah. A-L? Yeah. No. A-K? A-K. I yeah. got that run right. Because what else is A-L? Alabama. You got it. There's one world, more. World tied. At least Ooh, one more. Arkansas. There you go. A-R-K? A-R. They only use two. Is that it? No. Nope. 
Alabama, Arkansas, Alabama. You said Alabama Alaska. <laughs> Think about the segment you were going to do. As you look at the sheet. Arizona. AZ. There it is. So speaking of which, DeAndre Hopkins, guess what? There was only two teams that had substantial trade talks with him, with the Bills and Chiefs. They both couldn't make the salary work, Bogues. And now Albert Breer's reporting both are unlikely to land him because that? it's an open market. Yeah, they have a collective like two and a half million cap space. So there's, there's almost no chance of getting him. Which makes the point. He's searching for the dollars. He's not searching for the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And can he can he make that match? Can he put a team that has the dollars a la New England or Detroit, who what? are both rumored? Can he put either one of those over the top? Uh I mean, not the Patriots. They're not over the top of bowl. Can he, they make he, the playoffs if DeAndre Hopkins no. does that? He'll never play for Bill O'Brien again either. Yeah, but he loves Belichick, and Belichick loves him. Does he love Jared Goff? How about your Giants? What's the official one giant? Step? Not enough cap space. Okay. And not the offense. Dable wants to run. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 